Financial literacy is key when it comes to building wealth and retiring comfortably. However, just because a person successfully reaches their retirement with a solid nest egg doesn't mean their learning is over. On today's show, the importance of financial education even after retirement. Welcome in to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. Welcome in, everybody. This is The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Steve, of course, is best-selling author, book called Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He is president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions, 20-plus years experience. He's a fiduciary, an independent, and so much more. I could keep going, Steve. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you? Very well, thanks. And, you know, we, you talk about financial literacy, and I mean, obviously, education is, is really important. And I know that, that teaching aspect is probably one of the most important things that you do. And, and you certainly are passionate about it. it. Well, I'm passionate about it because I think our job as financial advisors or financial planners or whatever you want to call us is to make, to help people from, from making bad decisions. And right now, financial literacy is more important than ever because this is the time where you make bad decisions, right? When the markets are super volatile, you're close to retirement. You don't know if you've saved enough and you certainly don't want to see it erode and you don't know what the right way to be invested is. And, and if, you're, if you're not understanding why you own the investments that you own, you're much more prone to make bad decisions. And if you understand the goal of which in each investment that you own and why you have it, and if you're at, your allocation is based on your goals as opposed to just based on some type of a cookie cutter, hence the title of my book, Cookie Cut This, um, is, you know, and I, if you listen to the show at all, you know, I despise those cookie cutter portfolios. Right. Um, so, you know, if you're, if you're basing your, your portfolio on your goals, you're much more likely to get through a, a storm in the markets, uh, without making a bad decision. And so, you know, and then knowing, Hey, look, I'm spending this or sometimes you spend more. So, and that happens often. So, I, I mean, I'm working with clients through, through their retirement. And things come up, you know, uh, you know, maybe you need to get, I had a client this week that had uh, some unexpected expenses because they learned that they're going to need a back surgery that kind of put them out of commission for a couple of weeks where they're not going to be making money, you know, but things like that, hip replacements, dental work, these are, these are things that come up and they, they impact your spending. Sometimes you have a big wedding or something like that on the horizon. And so you want to see how that impacts your retirement. And so Working with an advisor who's able to model that and show you, it helps you, it keeps you from panicking and thinking, oh my God, I need this money tomorrow. And what the reality is, is that maybe you already have the money set aside and something safe, but you just, you know, you haven't been told how to, how to properly take it. And so, uh, and sometimes you just need a little bit of reinsurance, a little bit of reassurance that what you're doing is the right decision. Well, exactly. Well, you know, you talked about segmenting your money, and that really is the, is where it all starts in terms of, you know, this is what I have, and, and I need this money today, and I need I don't need this money for 10 years. Right, exactly. And so it's about figuring out what your lifestyle is and assigning a cost and then figuring out how much you're going to need based on, on a you know, whatever rate of return you're going to need to get on your nest egg to be able to sustain that all the way into your 90s. And so once we, once we know that we have a projected spending, that doesn't mean the planning stops there because guess what? In retirement, your spending changes. So you have to, you have to really be, be tracking your spending. And that's a big mistake that a lot of retirees make is they think, well, 
you know, I, I'll just spend what's coming in. And then, you know, I'm not going to spend more than that. And then what happens is they have expenses that can be reasonably expected, but they consider them as unexpected expenses. So things like the, you know, like a back surgery or, uh, you know, a hip replacement, the same type of things that I was talking about a second ago. Right. And what happens is, is that now you're, you you find yourself scrambling because you haven't set enough uh, money aside and you're having to pull out of money in investments at a time when you don't really want to. Right. Well, and again, I think, you know, you talk about, you know, segmenting the money and, and one of the biggest segments truly is, is Social Security. I mean, that's one that we can count on for sure. And it's, it's an integral part of every retirement and income plan. It is because for a lot of people, Social Security is one of their main sources of income. And it's the same, you know, you're getting a check every month from, you know, Social Security. So you're, you know, it's one of your guaranteed sources of income. It's one of those things you can count on to pay bills with. But what happens if you don't have a pension or other guaranteed sources of income? Well, you need to replace your paycheck somehow, right? And there's, uh, maybe you don't spend all of your paycheck currently, but maybe you do. Maybe you actually are spending more than your paycheck. So when you retire, you need to recreate enough. And this is where I differ from a lot of advice that's out there. So sometimes people will say, oh, you only need enough guaranteed income to meet your your guaranteed expenses, meaning your fixed bills. Sure. Well, that's no one retires and wants to live a worse lifestyle in retirement, right? So no, what you actually want to look at is you want to kind of look forensically at at your spending, right? And track, follow the money, sort of like a like one of those FBI shows on TV, right? <laughs> you want to you want to follow your money. So if you were making you know X Y Z amount of deposits over the course of the year, where did that money go? So did it go into did you have any one time expenses? Did it go into an investment account? Or for most people, it just went into the bank. So if you look, if you total your bank balances, especially especially easy now because the banks don't pay really any interest. If you total your bank balances at the beginning of the year and you didn't make any additional investments, you didn't have any out of the ordinary expenses, and then you look at your bank balances at the end of the year, if they grew, that means you you didn't spend everything that came in. If they shrank, that means you spent more than what, what came in. And if they stayed about the same, that means you spent pretty much everything that came in. And so that you use that as a baseline for your expenses and you want to have enough guaranteed income to maintain your current lifestyle. And then if you do that, 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 that gives you a much more comfortable planning margin than if you were looking at, because what, what a lot of people do is they look at, they do one of those silly expense worksheets that these financial advisors will have them fill out in like a 95 page questionnaire. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) <laughs> and those questionnaires are really just to make the advisor look important, like they're doing work. It's, it's really just busy work. You're, you don't need to do that. Well, I mean, again, because uh, you, don't, much, you don't care about every dime that we spend. You don't need to see that. Right. I don't need to see, you know, where you're spending your money or what. I want to see just the raw dollars. So I'm going to assume that if you made $40,000 worth of deposits into, the, into your bank account, and you started the year at 10,000 in your bank account and you ended the year at 5,000 and you didn't make any out of the ordinary purchases and you didn't make any additional investments or moved anything to an investment account that you probably spent 45,000 because your bank balances dropped by 5 and you made 40,000 of deposits so that money didn't just mysteriously disappear it went somewhere it probably did <laughs> you know yeah either your kids hit you up for money or you know and so that's when you're doing those expense worksheets it doesn't count those things like uh, your kids hitting you up for money or, you know, going out to, uh, to dinners or, um, 
you know, wedding gifts, things of that nature, but those happen every year. So it's better to plan for that stuff and then find out how much of a cushion you have above that. And that's, that's what your, you know, your, your, your kind of investments are going to hopefully fund those discretionary things. Well, Steve, I mean, again, this, this, we've gone through a first a segment already. Let's go ahead and, and invite folks to call. Yeah. So the couple of, couple of reasons why you should call right now. Number one, the markets are, are super volatile. So if you're feeling nervous about the volatility, maybe you're closing in on retirement, you want to know how this drop impacted you. Having a plan is a great way to see where you stand now and to see if you have the money to walk away when you intended to walk away. Uh, also with inflation, you want to you wanna know, hey, look, if inflation stays high, what, what, will, my, what will my retirement look like? And that's, that's something that we can model out in our plans. And we make our, our, ourselves available to our listeners every week. We offer 15 spots. Uh, we would love to hear from you. We'll sit down. We'll put together a comprehensive financial plan for you. 800-705-9995. You're going to get that comprehensive financial review. All the extras that go along with it. There's no cost. There's no obligation. 15 callers right now. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. When we come back, the silent retirement killer is no longer silent. Inflation. What to do with your money. Next. are back on the retirement referee with steve caruso i'm consumer advocate steve Siddall. Uh, of course steve is a, a best-selling author cookie cut this he is president of and founder of laurel wealth solutions steve's a highly sought after speaker to train other advisors on how to work that transition from the acquisition to the distribution preservation and that really is where you've spent your career for the most part steve right it is i've been doing it now uh solely retirement distribution planning for over 20 years and you know been in the industry for about 25 years. So I guess it's safe to say that's the majority of my career. So, <laughs> well, yeah. um, <laughs> so, well, and again, but, it's yeah. no secret that, 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 again, that you go out there and offer advice to other advisors on how to accomplish what you've done. Right. And the, the reason is, is because now with all the baby boomers retiring, advisors are interested in learning more about this because they don't, they don't want to necessarily lose their client, their, their clients to an advisor who specializes that and have no knowledge of it. So the Larger firms have brought me in to speak to their advisors and kind of train them on the issues that they need to know about. Um, and I love I love teaching. I also you know do classes and workshops sure. for uh, you know. And I'm I'm going to be starting to do to do those now again in a live setting now that I think hopefully at least I don't think COVID is behind us, but I think the the overwhelming fear that surrounded COVID is starting to dissipate a little bit. So yes, I think uh, so too, or at least I want to believe that. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we're talking about, uh, you know, financial literacy and, and uh, teaching just in general. And, you know, you said it at the beginning really well in that uh, the silent killer of retirement uh, dollars is, is back. It's we're, we're talking about inflation and, you know, it's, it's on everybody's mind. It's making headlines every day. How do we deal with it, Steve? Yeah, no, inflation is like the Terminator. It just keeps getting sent back to us until it tries to, keeps trying to finish the job. But, you know, so in March, inflation peaked at 8.5%. We got, you know, a read for April um, inflation. It was slightly less, but it's still 8.3% 8, 8 year over year. And, you know, when you've had inflation at 1% or 2% for 20, 25 years, it's a big shock to the system. And it's a big reason why the markets are so volatile. 
So if you actually look at the fund, the underlying fundamentals of the economy, um, cons- the consumer is really healthy. They're still spending at a very, a very good rate. Corporate earnings are still really great, but the markets are have been terrible. Why? Because when you go to the gas station, and I filled up yesterday, and I have a not a, a big SUV, I have a Jeep Compass, um, fifty seven dollars to fill my tank. And so when pe- when people go to the gas station and they have to pay fifty seven dollars, they they think well they feel less confident about the situation in in the world, right? And that and that translates to to everything, right? The sentiment is so when you hear like on the news, oh the market's being driven by sentiment. That's that's why there's negative sentiment, but it's not necessarily that there's anything wrong with the the you know the overall overwhelming uh, economic situation. I mean, we still have a pretty strong labor market, um, and you know, like I said, corporate earnings are really good. So it's inflation, and it's because we haven't experienced high inflation for forty years. So it's you know, there's a whole generation of investors, several generations of investors that have never seen anything like this, right? So, uh, and, and people don't know how to react to it and they don't know if it's temporary or if it's how long it's going to last for. And you, you need to be working with an advisor who's accounting for inflation. And unfortunately for a lot of retirees, they've been working with people who have been projecting inflation at one or 2% if they've been projecting it at all. And that's, you know, inflation since World War II has averaged 3.42%. And it's very likely that even when this inflation comes down, it's still going to come down to a level like in the low threes or, or high twos. It's not going to probably isn't going to stay at, uh, at 8%. I would hope not. But um, it's also probably not going back down to one or, or, or 2% either. But, so, but, but we have to learn to live with it at this point. And, and again, we can't stop our, our the aging process. We still got to retire. We still want to retire. Can we still retire is the question. The, the, so the issue is, is there's two different issues with inflation, right? So what's the real kind of underlying problem of inflation for a retiree? Well, it's your longevity, right? Because you could potentially be living 25, even 30 years in retirement. So if you're living on a, uh, say you have a pension that has no inflation adjustment and you're living on a check, that check is going to buy significantly less, even at a 3% inflation, right? By the end of your retirement, say you're 24 years in retirement, just to use simple math, at a 3% inflation rate, you're, you're, you're basically, your pension check is buying you half of what it bought at the beginning of your retirement because your costs will have doubled. And so- you know, now if you take that to a 6% inflation rate, well, now you're talking about it quadrupling over the course of your retirement, which I hopefully don't think we're going to be at a 6% inflation rate long term. I think it's probably going to be a little bit, I think it'll trend back towards the kind of 3.4 range that it's been since World War II. Um, but if you're not planning for that and you're doing, you're following a rule of thumb like, your age, you, you know, having your age in bonds. So if you were 70, having 70% of your portfolio in bonds, that's not going to work. Why? Because interest rates are so low. So even, even with rates going up a little bit, if you're getting 3% on a 10-year bond, your real rate of return is negative because of inflation. And so you need to have some piece of your portfolio in stocks. Why do retirees not want to own stocks? Well, because of exactly what's happened in the beginning of this year. The markets are are super volatile. It's very scary. It's a bumpy ride. Markets are volatile on a one-year level. Probably 30% of the time, they're down. 
a little bit more than that. On a five-year level, they're down less than 10% of the time. So if you have a piece of your portfolio in stocks, just make sure it's the piece that you're not gonna be spending in the next five years. And that's why time segmentation is so important because you do still need to own stocks in retirement because over time, stocks are the only investment that, that consistently keep pace or beat inflation. Now, there are some, some things out there that will keep pace with inflation on the bond side, like a, like a treasury inflation protected security. Um, and uh, one of the big popular ones out there now is I-bonds. But with I-bonds, you're limited in how much you can buy every year. So, if, you know, unless you get really creative, you, you can't, you basically can buy $10,000 worth. If you get creative, you might be able to buy $15,000 worth of, of I-bonds. Um, and those are issued from the treasury directly, and those, those will help fight inflation. Uh, but the, the best way to fight inflation is to own, to own stocks. And so you still want to own stocks. And the big mistake that I see people making, especially in times like this, is that they say, I can't afford to lose this money. And they move everything out of the stock market. And the reality is, is what you need moved out of the stock market is the money that you're going to spend in the next five years. And so that's why working with an advisor will help, will help you from, from kind of making those mistakes. Okay, well, I like that. 800-705-9995. Let's go ahead and uh, you know, ask folks to call. Come on in, sit down with you and put that plan together. Yeah, so if, if, if anything we're talking about today is connects with you and you're, you're feeling nervous about the markets and you're feeling it when you go to the pump and to the grocery store, you want to know, hey, do I have enough? This is the time to call. This is the time to sit down, put together a plan. At the very least, it's going to give you peace of mind because it's going to show you, all right, Here's where you're at now. Here's how close or far away you are from the goal. And here's the things that you need to do to correct the situation and to keep you from panicking. And uh, we invite you to call in. We would love to hear from you. 800-705-9995. That's the number, folks. Make that call while you're thinking of it. Don't procrastinate another day. Simply make the call and you will receive that comprehensive financial review. You're going to see where you are today, but more importantly, it becomes a roadmap that'll help get you to where you need to be. So in short, you've got nothing to lose. Call right away, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. With all that's going on in the world, having a solid retirement and income plan is critical. When we come back, we'll outline several steps to help make sure your plan is ready for whatever the market, the economy, and inflation can throw it. We are back on The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. Steve is an independent. He's fiduciary. Um, he's a best-selling author. And uh, this is where we blow the whistle on those financial fouls. President and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions um, and so much more. Steve, uh, we've been having a great discussion today talking about, I mean, we've sort of landed on inflation. And it, I know it's on everybody's mind. And to, to navigate that you know, today uh, is is a little, and, and I think you nailed it when you said there's a whole generation of people that have no idea how to deal with inflation. No, and that's 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 the problem right now, and that's that's the you know that's what's got people losing sleep at night. I mean, sure, there's a lot of other crazy stuff going on in the world, but at the end of the day, it's you know, for if you're a middle class person, you're that's that the inflation impacts you worse than taxes, right? Because now you're paying, you're paying more to at the pump, you're paying more at the grocery store. And so you feel that a lot more um, than you do maybe the tax bill coming out of your, your paycheck every single week. 
Right. And and so one of the, you know, the thing we're going to get into at, at this point is things that we can do today that will help make sure that no matter what's going on, as you just said, whether it's, you know, the market, the economy or inflation, we've still got to navigate that to retire into retirement. And and I think we have to put ourselves on some kind of time horizon. We've got to have a picture of where we're, you know, when we're going to pull that trigger. Right. And you might want to have a flexible, uh, a flexible date. So um, I don't know if you ever watched that, that show billions on. on oh, Showtime. I do. Big fan. Yeah. Yeah. So when that show first came out, they had a promo, right, with the the main character where he says, "What's what's the point of having fu money if you never get to say fu?" Right, <laughs> right, exactly. And so, That's a great line. And so, what you want to know is, all right, now for hopefully you love your job and it doesn't feel like work, but my experience is that's not the majority of people. And so, as you get into closer and closer to retirement age, you want to know, hey, I have enough money to walk away. And that's kind of that fu money, so to speak, so that you, if if you feel like it, you can just pull the pull the plug and retire. And having the plan, and have and running the plan with multiple scenarios, will tell you, all right, if I retire at sixty three, here's what the lifestyle will look like in retirement. If I retire at sixty five, here's what my lifestyle. So having that that knowledge in the back of your head, it gives you a comfort zone at work. Um, and what I've found is that, and I've, I've obviously, like you mentioned the last segment, I've, I've been doing this a long time. I've, I've seen a lot of different clients and I've seen, I've seen their attitudes towards when they're going to retire change. Right. So I was meeting with someone last week who, when we first sat down to do her plan, she wanted to retire at 75 and now she's, uh, she's 61. And she said, in this last meeting that she's thinking about retiring at 62. <laughs> you know, so, you know, things change, don't they? Is, yeah, things change. And she likes, she likes her job, but what happens is, is that your, your job changes sometimes, right? So sometimes they, they might add responsibilities or take away things that you like to do. Your, the people you work with might change. And so um, the, the amount of red tape might change, or it just might feel more cumbersome as you get older. And so um, it's important to be working with someone and meeting with them on a regular basis, because as your time horizon changes, you want to know, all right, um, well, if I'm, if I shift my retirement date from 75 down to 63, do I still have enough? And if, if I don't, what are the, what are the trade-offs that I need to make uh, in terms of being able to, to do this and to pull it off? Sure. And one of the things that be, that we have to know for sure, and I think this is difficult for folks sometimes, is, you know, we talked about it in the first segment a little bit about budgeting. And but, you know, what is our spending? What are our spending requirements? How much do we need to absolutely have every month to keep things afloat? Right. And there's really no reason in the technological era that you don't that you don't have an idea of what you're spending. It's just most people have never taken the time to actually to actually um, track it, right? So, yep. but you it, in the old days when I first started, I used to have clients save every single one of their get a receipt for every transaction they would do yep. for a one month period, yep. and that's how we would track their spending. But nowadays, if you most of our spending gets done because we're a country that's obsessed with getting points and rewards for what our spending, so yes. most people put all of their all of their spending on, or the majority of it on a card. And the, a lot of people today have consolidated down to one or two banks, right? Yep. So 
there is technology out there, whether it be mint.com or if you're working with an advisor, there's usually a higher end version of that te same technology where you can aggregate in all of your credit cards and, and bank accounts, meaning you can take the data from all those different websites and it will filter in and it will show you what you made in deposits and what went out the door. And you can run actual spending reports and you're making decisions based on real time data and the actual facts as opposed to just kind of pie in the sky. Well, you know, as you say, it's a it, it is a process that we all have to go through in order to, to uh, you know, be successful in retirement. It is absolutely. And one of the things that we talked about in the last segment with inflation and inflation is obviously front of mind for a lot of people is that you still need to own stocks. So what we want to look at is what if we factor in inflation and whether whatever that number is, whether you use historical long term inflation, which is three point four two or you use some higher number. What we want to ultimately find is what is the rate of return on an after-tax basis that you're going to need to maintain that lifestyle over the course of your life. And now another area where my planning will kind of differ is I'll ask you questions and I'll actually, I'm not using a kind of cookie cutter questionnaire. So a lot of these Fidelity Green Line and um, you know Orange Money and all the, all, all the stuff that is out there on TV they're assuming that you never spend your principal. So they're going to come out with a number and say, all right, well, you need to have XYZ saved. Now, my experience in doing this is that if someone has saved a million and a half for their retirement, their goal is not necessarily to pass a million and a half on to their kids at the end. So I'm going to actually calculate you spending down some of your principal as well to show you what kind of lifestyle you can support and maintain. Um, at given inflation levels. And then we're going to figure out based on your goals and what you project to spend, what is the rate of the re rate of return that you need to obtain on your entire portfolio? And then knowing that kind of end number, we can make better decisions about how we allocate uh, your portfolio. And, you know, in some cases, the growth piece of your portfolio might need to be a little bit more aggressive. In other cases, it may not have to be so aggressive. And so knowing that is really helpful. And that's something that's the peace of mind that you get from putting together a financial plan. And it's something that we offer our listeners every single week. Um, we'd love to hear from you. This is a, you know, the, a complimentary plan. We're not, we're not um, charging you to do this. And so we would love to hear from you. We'd love to put it together. We'd love to give you that peace of mind. That sounds great, Steve. Folks, take advantage of the offer today. It's a chance to come on in, sit down, get a financial roadmap put together once and for all. It's an excellent chance to get a true practical financial review. So if you're listening, give us a call, 800-705-9995. You'll get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today, but more importantly, you'll end up with a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. So in short, you've got nothing to lose. 800-705-9995. That's how you get the ball rolling. 800 705 when we come back, it's time for questions from our listeners, and we've got some good ones this week. We are back on The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sinal. Of course, Steve has been helping folks for more than 20 years getting into retirement, working in that, that transition phase, that uh, specialty. I mean, you know, with the number of baby boomers turning 65 every day, I think it's what, is it? Is it 12,000 or something like that? Well, that's a lot of work for Steve. So 
<laughs> Give them a call. Hey, Steve, is that that's true, isn't it? I mean, there's more baby boomers turning 65 every day, and that and that continues for uh, what 10 years, 15 years? Yeah, no, that that's that's absolutely true. Um, you know, the baby boom generation, the youngest baby boomers are turning 58 this year. So um, you figure some people will work until they're in their 70s. So um, you're going to have a pretty big wave of people retiring every year um, for at least probably the next seven or eight years. But um yeah, it could be longer, obviously. Could be longer. Well, yeah, exactly. And this is something that, I mean, you know, you have been doing this for a long time. You've seen a lot of things. You've experienced a lot of things that that many of us have never had to deal with before, like not to mention inflation, um, you know, a, a war going on. There's just so many things that influence it. And the, the you know, with the information age that we are in, things that happen around the world immediately have impact on us. Right. No. And, I, you know, it's it's funny. I have a kind of a funny anecdote on that in, in terms. Of, I was talking to a client just yesterday about inflation and I was saying I was comparing why I don't think right now is like the 70s. And she said something, something to me that I think probably will resonate with a lot of our listeners. She said, well, I was 12 years old in the 70s, so I wasn't really too worried about my money at that point. Exactly. <laughs> I understand. And so, and so, you know, and that's probably how a lot of you feel. And, you know, it, it, it is it's such a new a new thing for so many of us. And, it, it, you know, it's it's important to see how inflation is going to affect your investments and 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 account for it and figure it out, because it's like anything that's unknown. There's so much more fear when you don't know. And if you just model it in, you can see, all right, even in a worst case scenario, let's just say inflation stays at 8%. Here's what it would look like. And knowing that gives you at least a little bit of a peace of mind, um, you know, and, and helps and helps get you through making, helps keep you from getting uh, to that point where you're making bad decisions and selling things at a wrong time. And and things of that nature. Sure. Uh, you know, and uh, all right, let's jump into some of these questions here, Steve. Well, we've still got some time. Uh, Jasper is wondering, he says, I'm 67 years old, inheriting approximately $47,000 from the sale of my deceased mother's home. Should I invest all of it or invest half of it and use the other half to pay off the balance on my mortgage, which is about $25,000 at four and a half percent? Okay, Jasper, this is a good question. This is one that I'm sure a lot of listeners uh, have found themselves in this situation, um, you know, in the past couple of years, especially with COVID, where um, maybe unfortunately you had fam family members passed away and all of a sudden you have um, some money come in. And the question becomes is now, how does this in fit into your overall plan and what your what does your overall situation look like, right? So if you have enough liquidity already, then investing it could a piece of it could make sense. Um, if Again, if you have enough liquidity, um, it could make sense to pay off the mortgage, but you don't want to make decisions outside the context of a plan. So what we want to look at is that the money that you're going to be spending, you're 67 years old, let's assume that you're retired already. If you don't have that kind of liquid bucket where you don't have the money that you're going to need to spend in the next, say, three years already in the bank, um, then probably the right place for that money to go is in the bank. But if you do have enough money set aside for safety, then you could you could treat that extra money that's coming in as something that could be used to either 
grow, you know, to have a little bit more for growth to uh, counter inflation, or you could eliminate one of your debts, which would obviously put more money in your pocket every month because it's one less expense going out the door. So um, no simple answer to that, Jasper. It's one of those things where we sit down and when we look at the numbers, we can we can quickly sniff out the best way to do it. Sure. It's about the math at this point, right? Correct. Yeah. All right, Jasper, 800-705-9995. Archie has a question. Uh, he says, I'm 71 years old and on Medicare. I do not have a health savings account. My wife is 63 and not on Medicare, but she has an HSA where she contributes $3,650 per year. And she, if she contributes $7,300 for the family, can I draw upon that for my medical expenses? Wow. All right. So a lot to unpack there, Archie. But so I'm going to turn you to IRS publication 969. So your spouse can use her HSA money, obviously for herself, but her spouse and any dependents claimed on her tax return um, can also use it and any dependents she could have claimed on her tax return, but didn't. So that's, that's kind of the rule there. Um, and so I think that kind of gets at the heart of what you're asking. Sure. Well, again, it's a, it's a fairly simple answer, but it's good to know that because once you turn 65, you can no longer uh, contribute to an HSA. So it's great that, uh, you know, she's going to be able to help them out. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I'm, if you've listened to the show, you know that I'm a big proponent of HSAs. Um, I, I think, you know, you're going to have healthcare expenses in retirement. So again, it's not unexpected. You can plan for that. Um, and the more planning you do, the better the better protected you are. All right. Uh, Marjorie's up next. Uh, this uh, She says, I'm looking to open an investment account for a parent who's 55 years old with no retirement savings. Now, with a limited time to invest and save, what solution would best optimize that investment? Okay. So if I'm understanding you correctly, Marjorie, you're investing for either, I guess, your mom or your, your dad. Um, and they, you're, you're trying to help them jumpstart their retirement savings. Um, now, is this money that they have that's in their name or is this money that you would be gifting them? Um, there's a lot of different questions I, I have based on that set of facts. Um, if it's their own money, do they have earned income? Because if they have earned income, then they could look at opening up some type of a retirement account. Um, if if they don't, then maybe they would want to look at doing some type of, um, you know, uh, non-qualified retirement account like an annuity or um, or, or just a plain vanilla brokerage account. So, sure. you know, there, there's a couple different options there. It's one of those things where we would need a lot more facts to kind of, to kind of figure out what the right, the right solution is. There. All right, let's see. We've got time for one more quick one. Let's go to Jane. Uh, Jane's wondering, can I buy ETFs for my Roth IRA? And I wanted to get to this question and I'm glad we had time to get to it, Jane. Uh, I absolutely love ETFs. Uh, and I, and if, you know, I, if you've listened at all, you know, what I love, I love the Roth. So the Roth IRA, the great thing about the Roth IRA is that you, any gains you make are tax-free. And so it can be a great source of funding for that second half of retirement. So for that piece of your portfolio that you're looking to keep pace with inflation, the Roth IRA is great. Now you can buy ETFs. ETFs is just for those of you who don't know is an exchange traded fund. They tend to be uh, low cost uh, index oriented or baskets of of securities. There are different types of ETFs out there. If you're buying them in the Roth IRA, you'd want to buy a stock 
based ETF, not a bond ETF. The reason you want to own stocks in your Roth is because again, that's the money that you're going to use later in retirement, which means you're going to give that the most time to grow. And while the stock market's volatile in the short run, in the long run, the stock market should keep pace with inflation and outpace things like bonds or more conservative investments, meaning you'll have more growth in that Roth account uh, by the time you actually need it. And now you're not having to pay tax on that growth. So yes, uh, you can buy ETFs in a Roth IRA, and I would recommend buying stock ETFs like a, like an S&P 500 index fund or uh, okay. something along those lines. So great questions from everyone. Um, I think we still have one or two spots left. So if you want to call in, uh, we would love to hear from you and uh, we'll sit down and put together that plan for you. Sounds like a plan. Absolutely. 800-705-9995. You're going to get that comprehensive financial review showing you where you are today. But more importantly, it does become that roadmap that we talk about that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. Steve, as always, a pleasure to be here. The show goes by so quickly, but the information is so good. Yeah, no, we love doing it. The information on this program is educational in nature and is not intended to be a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, or other purposes. Information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of subjects discussed. Prior to making any investment or financial decisions, an investor should always seek advice from a financial, insurance, legal, or tax professional that takes into account all of the particular facts and circumstances of an investor's own situation. Laurel Wealth Solutions and or Stephen Caruso offer investment advisory and financial planning services through Bellpoint Asset Management LLC, an investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Registration with the SEC should not be construed to imply that the SEC has approved or endorsed qualifications or the services Bellpoint Asset Management offers, or that its personnel possesses a particular level of skill, expertise, or training. Coach P Radio!